gather around, friends, new and old, and welcome <laughs> to the Campfire Collective. We are your hosts, David, Jenny, and Philip. Yes! 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 Wow. I am excited for this episode. That is, is, that is a lot of excitement, it's Philip. It's Sunday today. Relax. It is palpable. <laughs> it is in the air. It is riveting. It is ripping through me. Guys, I have been waiting for this episode. I am. I feel vindicated on this episode. I didn't even believe in myself in this episode, but damn it! Here we are. God bless it. <laughs> All right. Well, bless yeah, it. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. How yes, are you guys? Doing well, doing well. It's been a very busy, exhausted, busy um, gig week for me. I've had a lot of gigs happen the last couple of days. Giggity, um, giggity. Recording, giggity, giggity, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if I said this on the podcast before. I own a puppet that I purchased from the theater I work at, and I took her and performed at a drag cabaret a couple of days ago. Wow. We did a, a number from the movie Burlesque. We did Cher's song. You haven't seen The Last of Me. And I pulled out a little uh, adequate Cher impression to, to make an it more of a variety. One. Yeah, adequate. <laughs> oh, don't, don't I, you let her subvert your expectations, David. You've heard <laughs> Jenny's Cher impressions. It is stellar. Stellar. <laughs> I haven't heard this. Oh, my friend, Jenny. Just give them a t- give them a sample, just a oh, just a no. morsel, please, please. I'm not I'm warmed early... up for this right now. Okay, just just <clears throat> just something, darling. Okay. You haven't seen the last of me. You haven't seen the last of me. I ha- I present to you, you evidence, <laughs> David. I present to you evidence. I like I, yeah, I like it so much. <laughs> very very good. Yeah, yeah, that ten seconds is all I needed to hear to 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 know that it is a wonderful, more than adequate, yes, uh, more. impression of share. Very very good, Jenny. It was it was well received at the bar we performed at. I had sure people pull out their their phones. Cabaret show in Vegas. Their, so. uh, <laughs> uh, very uh, Terry Fader of me. So when you do this puppetry, are you like behind something and it's only the puppet visible, or are you more like uh, well, ventriloquating? We do, we do a bit of an illusion of that nature. So uh, we have a policy where we um, I've been trained to uh, have the puppet be the focus. When I'm with her, so I dress in an outfit of all black. I also uh, okay. gotcha. wear a hoodie that covers my face, so people aren't watching my face; they're focusing on the puppet performing. We're, there are is you then mic'd under the hood? Usually, we are at the theater. Uh, I didn't have that ability at the at the uh, bar. We had a mic in front of me, and I just sang into the microphone on a mic stand. Um, I couldn't. Usually, we would hold one, but because I had a puppet in my hand, I couldn't exactly balance two at once i need both my hands to control her so uh we made it work right. but it was right. a hit um everybody loves siren that's her name so siren she- okay well that is so much fun but, uh but uh, what about you philip i am exhausted i am running on zero hours of sleep i am still up from the previous night i worked all night and then i went straight and took my happy little ass and played some poker Guys, if there was ever a reason why I shouldn't shouldn't be unenthused on being here, it's not because of poker. God, I love it. So, and I uh, had a friend come in from out of town, so we celebrated with the game together. It was it's quite nice, and it's been it's something I look forward to all week. So I, I'm I'm great. I'm ecstatic. David, any any tidbits, any morsels for me? Yes. 
No, I mean, the weather is turning a little bit, uh, slightly warmer, still mm-hmm. miserable, don't worry. That's all. I mean, that's all. I, I, I was able to wear my my leather jacket again. That was nice. It was nice that because it, it's just, it's not warm enough for the real, real cold. So now that it's like slightly warmer, I can wear it. And I love my leather jacket. It's great. All right. Well, speaking of something comfortable we all like to get into, let's uh, let's head to the... Oh, God, no, stop. <laughs> I just There's meant, a lot I, happening here. I just meant like a movie. I just meant the movie. Nothing... Oh, wow. Oh, Philip, wow. you are literally everything, everywhere, all at once. Hey! Well, as you probably figured out from that, uh, <laughs> we are re- reviewing a movie called Something Somewhere Sometime Next Week. Is that nope. right? No, David. Nope. It's uh, it's actually a little film. You might you might have heard of it, especially having seen the Oscars. You naughty boy! It's the movie that won and was nominated the most. Eleven nominations total, uh, and, and it was nominated for a couple of biggies: best costume design. We got best original score. We got best original song, which was a poor performance, if you ask me. My God! Yeah, that was what was that? that I, was... I don't know what the hell. That I don't was. even remember Wh- which one, which performance, which. I, it, uh, it was the only one where they were performing with. Hot I Dog remember Peter. the one Rihanna, the for the Black Panther. I remember the RRR because it's unmissable, unforgettable. Um, it, and it that's was the about performance it. where they were massively out of tune and had great choreography surrounding. Oh them. yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Completely, yeah, uh, yeah and, like off key and just horrible. Like that Absolutely. one, yeah, that that really sucked. Now I do remember. Yeah, it yeah. was really disappointing. I'm a huge fan of Sunlux, so I loved hearing them their music again live. But I don't know what was going on. They just sounded like they weren't rehearsed at all. Like something just something wasn't right. That something was mu- mu- mucho bado. That was not winner. Good. All right, winner for best film editing. Winner for best original screenplay nominated for best supporting actress and the only reason why she didn't win was because winner jamie lee curtis nominated best supporting actress i'm sorry did you say the only reason she didn't win well because one of them well you know they had if one wins the other one cannot win because one already yeah, won but but that, that's not the only reason she didn't win oh my semantics my dear friend semantics okay kiwi kwan for best supporting actor winner winner right there michelle yo for best actress winner Ha ha ha. The Daniels for Best Director, winner. And last but certainly not least, Best Picture, winner to everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, my goodness. I am exhausted from it all. So, David, give us the shimmy. Give us the lowdown. For those who have been living under a rock that holds no existentialism, what is this film about? Well, hold on. Why are we, are we, I, have, I have thoughts about these awards. I have thoughts about these awards. So do I. Okay. So I, contrary to what some people might think based on the way I talked about this when we did our Oscar preview, I actually had no problem with this winning Best Picture. I didn't really have a problem with it winning Best Director. Each of the individual actor wins, no problem. But I have a real problem that it won all of the above. Was it that good? I don't know. Mm. You know, like... Was the acting in this movie so much better than any of the other movies that three of the four acting awards were to were to go to this movie? I just don't think so. So that kind of that kind of irked me. I was like, you know, like movies like Banshees and Tar not winning any awards at the Oscars shocked me, and I thought that that was really unfortunate. Like everything everywhere, so wholly unique, 
winning best picture. You know what? I'm okay with that. And in fact, I think it's great. Uh, deserved, maybe not my favorite, maybe not the best, but still like just a wow movie. Mm-hmm. But winning so many awards, like winning three of the four acting awards. And there really was, it couldn't have possibly won the fourth because there was no leading actor in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just like, I was like, come on, there's other movies with acting that was more impressive to me. Anyway. Well, on that topic, I obviously can't speak on the other films and I can't compare, but in in specifically with the um, the wins that they had for the actors, I was okay with Michelle and Kihoi Kwan's wins. I watched after watching the film, I was like, okay, this yeah. makes sense to me that they yeah, got those. Yeah, me awards. too, me too, especially but me. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but what do you guys think? Do you guys? She gave an Oscar-winning worthy performance. I just don't think it was an Oscar-worthy role. No, you know, like I, I didn't understand it when I finished. I had I was no like, problem with her performance. It was just the role itself. Yeah, yeah. The compared to like Stephanie Zhu's role, the size, what was required of her, I it just didn't make sense to me that the award was given to Jamie and not Stephanie. Like, yeah, that's I mean, just me though. I could honestly, I, I, I preferred I preferred uh, either Hung Chow from The Whale or Carrie Condon from Banshees of Insurance for that award. Oh, but that, really? that's not the point. Yeah. I didn't, I like, again, I, I'm not mad about that. What did mm-hmm. frustrate me watching the Oscars was how much we had to listen to the Daniels. Because, like, no Oscar, like, ver, like they, they went through their entire 90, speech. They went through everything that they, that they possibly right. could have forgotten. They, they were able to make back later on. 90% of Oscar speeches are pretty boring and dull and are, could, like, we could basically just want to forget them. So they did that the first time. And then the second time they came up and like, it was just more nonsense. And then the third time they came up, I was like, okay, guys, stop. Just don't say anything. (laughs) You've already talked twice. When the producer was there, he was talking, he was doing his thank you. I was like, okay, cool. And then they walked up and I'm like, no, no, go back. You're done. You've had enough. We've had enough of you. Just go back. You won your award. Be happy. Go party. Anyway, all right, let, now let's get to the movie. I have a summary for you. This was an incredibly different, difficult movie to summarize, but here we go. <clears throat> In the midst of a tax audit and planning a special Chinese New Year party at her laundromat, Evelyn is visited by another universe's ver- version of her own husband, Waymond. This alternate Waymond warns Evelyn of a multiversal destructive being who is coming for her. Evelyn must learn to access the multiverse and the many versions of herself in order to fight off a score of otherworldly attackers with familiar faces. A string of stunning visuals, outrageous fight sequences, and wacky moments across many universes brings Evelyn to the discovery that the enemy, Jobu Tupaki, is actually the multiversal macrocosmic version of her own daughter, Joy. A destructive force looms large in the form of a multiversal black hole in the shape of a giant everything bagel. In order to stop Jobu Tupaki from destroying the multiverse and herself with it, Evelyn must come to truly understand her frustrated daughter, starved of acceptance, and crucially, Joy must come to understand Evelyn. Does Evelyn need to reach out, or does she need to let go? Wow. Excellent summary. Pretty good, sir. Pretty good, sir. I dare say not enough Elvis and Pig, but it's all right. It's all right. Outside of that, I think it was Look, pretty. I mean, how um, long did you want the summary to be? No, I, I said no, wacky, no, no, wacky, no, no. wacky, wacky covered all that. 
Wacky does encompass <laughs> a fair amount. Yes, you're right. All yeah. right, guys, let's go through the notes here uh, quickly and, and, and thoroughly, though. Mm-hmm. Guys, upon upon the rewatch, I think because I think that there's such a difference. Uh, obviously, in any movie you go through and you rewatch it, um, you're gonna find details that are different. And of course, this is no exception to that rule. But re- really stands out from a second time watching it, knowing at least the full rules of the multiverse, knowing what what uh, how you're gonna expand and where it's gonna go. What really struck out. On the second and third and fourth rewatch for me, that didn't necessarily just blaze out the first time, was the family. The family uh, unit itself is so strong and it's so at front and it's such a strong supporting cast that not only makes you feel complete chemistry between not one, not two, not three, but four. Can I clarify? Do you yeah. mean that the the family theme was very strong, or no? The family dynamics, family dynamics, yes. Because you yes. Said, like you when you say it's the family unit was strong, I would say this was a very no, fractured no, 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 no. You're right, no, no, no. I'm no, just okay, saying yeah, yeah. you yeah. felt. I just wanted whatever, to clarify. You felt the chemistry. It, uh, oh yeah, and in, in, intimately between each unit, how they felt to each other, and yet it was completely. It, it felt as if it had history. It felt like it had rich context, and and it's so strong that you are so invested in how he relates to her, how he, uh, how she relates to him, and all this stuff. And there's such at the forefront that a weakness that while I do understand your guys' qualms on on winning the entirety, maybe Jamie Lee Curtis, I think another reason why Stephanie perhaps should have deserved the win over just within the same film, why over, is because of just how how deep, how rich you all needed to be in order to have a true investment because you fail to be invested in any one unit, even the freaking grandpa, Gong Gong. If you don't buy into his character and who he is, the rest of the film, just falls. It fails. It fails flatly. And this movie de- demands so much buy-in because if you do not buy in to both the premise and the family, movie's dead. Movie's dead. Yeah, I mean, I look. I don't necessarily agree that that's that's any more true of this movie than than other movies. But it is. Yeah, it is. It's a true statement. I don't think that there was weak performances anywhere in the film. I thought I thought mm-hmm. the acting was tremendous. Yeah, I just had some qualms about it winning everything, you know, everything that it could have in terms of acting. I did love the amount of detail that came with this movie. Every single universe was fully, just the aesthetic, the details were fully fleshed out, even the ones that we only got to see two seconds of. But I felt like, and you could probably agree with me on this, I think the film was just a little too long for what it was. Yeah, it was a touch long. It was a touch, like... I would have shaved off 10 minutes. I don't think it needed to lose any more than that. They could um, Like you get movies yeah. that are like 45 minutes too long. You're like, this was, this was just way too long, offensively long. This was like maybe a touch too long, but uh, it didn't, it didn't bother me too much. It but just, for me. Yeah. yeah it, could have, it could have easily been shaved at least 10 minutes. There are so many people they kind of had to revisit from the alpha, from the alpha universe to uh, show how Evelyn would be able to um, battle and disarm every single one. I feel like they could have at least cut two to three of those Alphaverse fighters and showing those explanations to give us that 10 minutes back. I just think, yeah, it just, it, there could have been a little bit of shaving down, but again, I don't know what, what was cut originally. Towards the end of the movie, there's a lot of montaging, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of, 
we we jump from universe to universe to universe, which was cool, but that would that was an area where I was like, the movie starts to drag a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, but but that being said, you know I appreciate just how how ridiculous the movie was ready to be in in just about every way. And one thing I want to highlight from a technical perspective is the cinematography, the camera angles chosen, yes. the way that they focus in on characters, the way that they show perspective. It's it's awesome and it was so creative and it's immersive. You know, the way you're you're right in there, like face to face. The camera is literally, I was I'm like literally covering my mouth. So that's why I'm my microphone. But like the camera is like face to face with with your Michelle actors Yeo. at times. And yeah, you're watching yeah, and Michelle it just brings Yeo you and right up, in and, and right to the right of her in a mirror is is Ken Ray Kwan. And and it's just it's framed beautifully because it's everything oh, that yeah. you need. Such such cool Vivid camera work and and cinematography. It's awesome. And then fight choreography, so yeah, much guys, fun. Let's get let's so get much that. I mean, that th- this is this awesome. a movie like it's a movie to be enjoyed. That's the thing. So I mean, you get recent Oscar movies that are that are kind of a drag, but this one is a movie to be enjoyed. And and I tr- like, and it's easy. And, it, and you know what it is? I th- I think that it's so easy is such a beautiful way to phrase it, David. Because when I first saw the trailer for this movie. I was excited for many things and I was very excited for the film itself. I don't know that I was excited for to go and enjoy fight choreography. I don't think I even I, I don't recall having that even as a thought or how it was advertised. But my god, this movie and in, in having such an expansive and an outrageous uh reach just in in how many genres it it touches and where it goes cuz it, it 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 really does branch out into so much and it covers so much it's so ambitious but to say that it not only covers fighting which is not only just uh, required it, it, it's it's necessary for this film to be successful it does it so well and their storytelling it's it's choreographed so well just going in the the, the choreography is so expansive and it, and it tells a lot and it, and it advances the story which i think not a lot of not a lot of fight choreography that we see in mainstream movies, blockbuster movies, does that anymore. Like it's just to serve a purpose of like, oh, here's a fight scene. No, 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 no. In here, we're going to get a fight scene that helps to you to figure out, oh, this is her way of figuring out how to jump because now she can take a knee and, and she actually can do this cool thing. Or, oh, 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 you're, we're going to go and take a fight scene. And yes, it's going to be over the, the, the essence of, of a butt plug. And that's going to be a crucial thing. That's going to be a. That's going to be the complete uh, thing that we're aiming for. I mean, it's 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 insane and incredible how well they were able to do and how many facets of storytelling they were able to accomplish just through this through the fight choreography. And that's that's when you know it's good. Is that I when you said you would cut out ten minutes, David? When you said Jenny that you would cut out some things. It was never about the fight choreo- choreography. You said it was maybe some no. of the people themselves, but not the fight choreography uh, itself. Like for me, is the the montagey bit, like where it's sure. sort of flashing sure. between universes. Some of that felt a little uh, a little indulgent and and unnecessary. You know, a little redundant. But th- then again, like when I say shave off ten minutes, it's ten minutes. You know, I it was yeah. fine. It was fine. It really wasn't that bad. For that was my opinion. I don't, Jenny, maybe you thought it needed to lose more. But, no, um, I mean, there was just, there were certain things that I was like, you know, maybe they could just, there could be one or two of these scenarios they could have cut, but that's so nitpicky. I still enjoyed yeah. 
all of this movie. My only regret is I didn't see this in the movie theater. Did it ever get released into into the movie theaters or was it just yeah. on streaming? Yeah, for sure. Okay, then I must have just I didn't it. see it in the theaters either though because because uh, I knew that there was going to be a lot of Mandarin in the movie and uh, here the subtitles would have been in Dutch. So I, oh, I think I, I think an incredible note is that it, the day of the Oscars was an exact year away from when it, the movie originally released. If David recalls this, because when I first saw this, I recommended it to David immediately. I said, David, go see it. And when any time I could tell anybody to go see this film, my number one qualm was like, I think I would find it hard to believe that anything will ever touch this for the entirety of the year. But I do not believe that it will make the Oscar run it, that it, it deserves because it came so, so early in the season. Not even early. It came right at the at the at the end of the previous previous Oscar run season. I didn't think it could last a year, a year's long wait, and still be viable or nearly as successful as it ended up being. It's incredible that it, it came out a year ago from the Oscars to date. Guys, so continuing on with the with the idea it's hard to find anything to nitpick. It's hard to find anything to truly critique. Yes. And it sounds like we haven't been able to accomplish that, really. I, I You will find it hard to, to, to find me anything to really critique on this. So maybe perhaps if nobody has anything negative, how about we each go on something that we we just we highlighted, something that we love, something that we take away with this film, maybe our best memory of this film. David, what when thinking back on this film, whenever you're thinking back on like, oh yeah, on all the Oscar winners, maybe a scene, maybe a performance, maybe a maybe a, a, a an action sequence. Uh, what is going to stay it's, with um, you? For me, it's uh, it's not really. I just I enjoyed the the references that it made. I get this is not the highlight of the movie. This is not what stuck with me the most. This is just what I'm thinking of now because I haven't mentioned it. The 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 pop culture references that it makes. First of all, mm-hmm. to Ratatouille, and and then that becomes Rakakuni, and then that becomes <laughs> a crucial part of the movie. I I love that and Rakakuni so funny. Like to just twist that idea from Ratatouille and and make it a raccoon, which is even more ridiculous. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that it was like very puppet like the, the the raccoon itself, and they didn't try to hyper uh, make it hyper realistic or anything like that. Super Love aside, that. David, immediately, what animal would you like control you? If not a rat, if not a raccoon, what animals up there pulling the strings, pulling the fibers of your hair that you're allowing to uh, go? Yeah, you, you want me to think of something quickly? I, I can't. I mean, okay, maybe. I know uh, my answer. <laughs> is it an otter? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> You want something wet on your head? He'd be dry. Um, you know, uh, I I think I would go with. What about a bird? I feel like you'd be dignified oh, with like a God, little owl gross. up there. Disgusting. <laughs> That'd be awful though. Their birds, claws I hate would birds. dig right into your skull. I hate birds. Birds suck. Anyone who has a bird as a pet, I'm like, why? Why <laughs> they they make noise and shit. that's what they do. They're slightly pretty to look at. All they are are noisy and they everywhere. That's what it's like to have a bird as a pet. No, I hate birds. That's a very strong opinion, David. Yeah, birds are for the wild. Okay, if I was gonna have something in my hair, it's got. I would wouldn't want something too big. At at most, I would. I don't know. Like raccoon ch- actually kind of sounds like fun. Um, but maybe maybe a some kind of large rodent. Oh, a meerkat. A meerkat? Oh, good choice. Maybe. All right, let's just go with that and move on. All right, so yeah. pop culture references. That one was so funny. Loved it. Loved the way they did that. And then 
and it was okay. Like I was saying, it was okay that it wasn't hyper realistic. Like it was just a puppet raccoon. And then, and then there's this like little moment where, where Key's character Waymond is talking to Evelyn, and he, and he's he's talking about like what it's like or something. I can't even remember the context exactly. He's talking about what it's like to make the jump, or or when you like aren't careful about the way you jump between universes. And he's like, your clothes never wear the same. Like clothes. Ne- oh, wear it's when he's describing quite the same um, way. The impending yeah. doom of the of the everything. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. So he's like. Your clothes never wear uh, as well the next day. Your hair, hair never falls in quite the same way. And I'm like, wait a second. That's the the lyrics to that song. This is a story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Like I'm like, and they just like casually threw that in there as a line of dialogue. It's so That's obviously, chaotic. if you know the, if you don't know the song, you'd never know. But if you know the song, you're like, wait a second. They just took the lyrics from that song. Ah, so funny. Love that as well. I suppose if if I was to have a criticism, which isn't even my criticism, I've heard some people criticizing this movie for not really having like the message is is fairly simple in the end. Like the the the, the underarching sort of point is quite a simplistic mother daughter like acceptance versus like understanding love. But there's so much affection. complexity leading up to that. It's a lot of complexity, but but at Definitely. the end of the day, that's what it leads to. It is fairly simple. I did like that it was a little layered though. Because at first, and this is mad spoilers, at first, it's like, why won't you let me go, mom? And then she does. She lets her go. But then she's like, wait a second. And she goes after her. It's like, no, hold on a second. Like, this is a two-way street. I know I'm fucking up, but so are you, you know? And then they 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 find, find a way to connect and and finally understand each other and I thought that was awesome. So it wasn't really a problem that I had with the movie. I actually thought the movie did really well with that. Jenny, what's the highlight? When you think back on this film, what will what will stay with you? Will it just be the everything bagel that you will yearn to tr- get, try and get a taste and fry for breakfast? Or will it be something else? You mean else? what I had for breakfast this morning in honor of hey. the movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what I, I mean, obviously the performances, everybody did a stellar job. Um, and it doesn't even matter in terms of like level at that point. I thought every single person in this movie delivered a, a fantastic performance. But what's now burned forever into my mind is the film's editing. The sequence um, when um, Evelyn is getting... Oh, what's the best way to describe this? It's just that sequence, all of her, of her being in all these different universes coming together. Uh, and there's just this flashing of her between each universe. It's like a, a 30 yeah. second sequence of all of these different images coming all together. And she's just this center point in these images. That moment made me go, yes, yes. While watching it, because it just was so visually interesting. There was so much to absorb. I just, it, I was just tickled. It was, it was fantastic. And then I did quite enjoy the, wardrobe and makeup that was used for Jobu Tupaki. I loved seeing the chaos. I was excited to see which outfits were going to show up next on her. So it was a fun uh, fun uh, moment of anticipation, I guess, that I got to have for the movie with that. Excellent point. And after doing some research, there's been some fun uh, acting things that I've learned. You know how sometimes actors like to reference animals when they're researching or developing their characters, especially if they have multiple. I did see something about Kihoi Kwan where for his characters, there are three specific Waymond alternates. 
There was the a CEO Waymond, the one that we see yeah. in the movie star universe. There was yeah. the laundromat Waymond, and there's the Alpha Waymond. Apparently, when he was creating the differences between these characters, he labeled them as different animals. And it's very oh. clear after watching the film which ones are which. So apparently, for you guys to know, there was he was inspired by a squirrel for Laundromat Waymond. He was inspired by an eagle for Alpha Waymond. And he was inspired by a fox for CEO Waymond. So that was cool. I love that. That's so cool. Reflecting. Yeah. It does show. It shows. On the variations, those come right through. And I yeah. really liked that. So those are the main uh, things. If you've been to if you've if you've gone to like actually studied acting, like it's even like it's even more like, yeah. Good. Awesome. <laughs> That's such great character work. Yeah, love that. And and I'm gonna piggyback off of that, Jenny, because for me, my <laughs> highlight when I look back on this film. This takes nothing away from Evelyn. It is her story, but the the yes. family unit, as I've told about earlier, is so strong that it feels like Evelyn is the main character by a smidge, by just a little bit because everybody else gets so much. And for me, when I think back on this film, I'm actually going to think more about Waymond. And it, maybe that's just what I identify. I think it's very identi- – they're very strong identifiable characters for multiple people to empathize with and to, to, to have as resembles. So maybe that's me. Um, but for Waymond – I, uh, not only just the performance, which is absolutely tremendous, and and almost would say individualistic to to Kiwi Kwan, for where you you needed him because in the way that he completely shatters what what masculinity not only is but can be, and how somebody can solve problems in such a different way, and how you can combat things, and just how how everything how he works in the background almost, but yet it's so important upon a rewatch to where if you are just focused on what he's doing if you take a look and say hey alpha wayman does it one way and at first you think it's all it's all great and then uh, slowly as we go through the film you see the flaws in that and you see the ways that that just completely delineates and how it actually is counterproductive to the to the ultimate goal that that everybody is fighting towards and 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 you needed somebody like that to be soft to just to completely buy into that monologue like guys why don't we stop fighting like can't we can't we think of a different way let's stop the violence and all this stuff because that could be so cliche that could be so so wrong but because of the writing because of the allowance of of how he's allowed to go in the background and such strong character work in not only multiple multiverses of that character but also within within the actor itself it's just such a strong character that that when you when you see him i i just i i I think the best performances are when you're given what Russell Crowe did in Gladiator, where he says he thought that his monologue in it, that that essentially won him the Oscar, he thought was absolutely terrible, was absolute trash. And it's whenever you're given those cheesy, those cheesy monologues that you otherwise, when you're reading it, you're like, this is just awful. But when you when you watch them, they work and they 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 fit so eloquently because of the performance, because of the character and everything else. I think that that for me is what I take away is Wayman as a character, as a performance, as, as mm-hmm. just everything in that. So guys, uh, last notes, last, any, any little thing you want to get out of, off oh, your chest no. about this? No, I let's give uh, move on a, to the trivia. I do want to give us one quick special shout out to Please. Jenny Slate and Harry Shum Jr. I had, it was so fun to see them pop up in this movie. Um, for those who don't know, Jenny Slate was the actress who Mar- played Marcel the woman with the, Fluffy dog. Yes, that was Marcel the Shell. Another, it was kind of a little A24 uh, cameo Easter egg. And then the 
Harry Shum Jr. was a part of the original Glee cast. So seeing his face pop up in that yes, universe yes, yes. was such a fun moment. And also his character was so much fun. He was the uh, the Laguini of the Rakakuni universe. So right. shout yes. out to Harry and Jenny. All right. Uh, Jenny, take it away for Jenny Trivia. Whoa, here we go. So I had such a blast looking for trivia for this movie. There's so many interesting things that came with the with the development and after the afterward of this. So uh, let me go ahead. Let me just let me just break it down for you. So uh, during production, did you know the working movie title for this movie was "A Woman Tries to Do Her Taxes"? very uh very general and literal at the same time (laughs) very yeah i mean i i like that they changed it that does actually make me think of you know the 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 bits the part one everywhere everything part two everywhere part three all at once i don't think that worked no no. that's the one thing that i'm like you guys should have just no that, that that there were no clear chapters there um yeah, no. Agreed. So, agreed. Agreed around the table. Yes. So did you know that the everything bagel and the googly eyes are the yin and yang of this movie? They both represent wow. conflicting morals. So according to Joy's character, the everything bagel is supposed to represent life being meaningless at the center of it all, um, yeah. including love and the need for the attachment. So that's the, um, I think that's, is that the yin or I the yang? I think that's yin. That's yin? I think that's yin. The googly eyes represent Yang, so it represents Wayman's wish for to see for everyone to see the bright side of life, and focusing on the good things brought with it. Hence, the googly eyes. Um, so Evelyn's choice to wear the googly eye uh, when she chooses to fight with kindness represents that turning point of her deciding to embrace Wayman's approach to life instead of the everything bagel. Okay. Loved that fact. One so more, Jenny. Here- One more. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, let me pick this one. There is kind of a little foreshadowing that happens at the beginning of the movie. And we get to witness that through the different variations of languages the family communicates with. So Evelyn speaks to her father in Cantonese, but she speaks to Waymond in Mandarin. I thought, you know what? Actually, I saw that in the subtitles upon a rewatch. And I... Mm -hmm. I, I, it was noteworthy, but I, I honestly didn't. So she I, speaks to who in Cantonese? Gong Gong. Gong Gong. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Evelyn speaks to Joy in Mandarin and English, and yes. Joy speaks English and very bad Chinese. Yeah. It shows the, the variation is just meant to set up the fact that the family, how to show how divided the family is, because no one can express their ideas clearly to everybody. Everybody is separate in their own world, and Evelyn is the bridge for every single character. She's the one that can communicate with every single one, and she's feeling and showing that stress of having to balance everything. All right. Boom. Very Boom. well done, Jay. Great trivia. All right, so uh, uh, my friend Yegor was supposed to join us on this review. He was supposed to join us for Oscar preview, but he couldn't make it, but he did send a question or two, three questions. I'll just give you one, maybe Ooh. two. All right, do you think Everything Everywhere All at Once is unprecedented unprecedented success across the awards season is indicative of the type of movie and performances that will be successful in the future or is it more of a one-off what do you guys think Hmm. i believe if i may go first i believe 
it is something of a one-off. To reciprocate this would feel cheap. Even at the time that it came out, it was close to the MCU's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And it just felt it, – it was it – was, it preceded that. And it felt like uh, like uh, Doctor Strange's attempt at Multiverse of Madness, which promised even more than anything you could ever imagine, fell flat uh, for many reasons, not only just the multiverse elements of it. Uh, so I, I think a lot of attempts to continue that, and heaven forbid, I swear to God, if there's a sequel, I do not want a sequel. I, I love this no, film, self-encapsulated. No, no. I swear to God, if they, I don't care, Daniels. I don't care how much money they offer you. Leave it alone. Leave it, yeah. let it die. I mean, it's it's a twenty four, so I would I, I wouldn't expect a sequel. I wouldn't expect it, but, but I, I'm I saying, do think. But I think in, it's a one off. Is my answer? Yegor's question. I think maybe it's it's like dragged the film industry in a very very weird direction, and the film industry may like or the the awards sort of the Oscar the Academy area of the film industry might be might be dragged slightly in that direction, but it'll find some kind of middle ground probably in a, in a more of a comfort zone for the general public. It's I don't think that the story needs to be continued or added on anymore. I think the story has been told and I think the everything was pretty well explained. I don't think there's more information we need to get about verse jumping or the family story or the universe. I think we can easily keep continuing the creativity of thinking of any potential universe, but I don't think we need to see that on a screen. I think the story... I think we're right. done. I don't think we. But Jenny, do you think do you think that this is indicative of the of the way that awards the the, the Academy will go in, in the future, or, or do you think this is more of a, a well, an anomaly? That could be depending on as we continue in the future with movies. I part of me wants to say yes, but there's also a part of me that there's there's been times where award seasons have kind of gone against the envelope and there's times where they've fallen right back into it so it's it's kind of a, a toss-up i i don't think it will have too much influence but we never know we never know the, the academy is a pendulum sometimes they go out of the book and sometimes they go back in the green book you know I, oh excuse me <laughs> well this is you will be missed um jenny why don't you go first Alrighty. You'll be missed, Lance Reddick. Some of my earliest memories from teenhood were watching you on the living room TV with my dad, watching Fringe. Watching you on my TV screen was inspiring for me as a performer, and it brought me so much joy to see how well-loved you were. Thanks for being a part of my childhood, man. You will be missed. Obnoxiously big fuzzy dice that sticks on mirrors that my junior high self thought were so cool with downsizing in the home. Comes the need to get rid of some things that were kept in storage and this swinging bachelor pad has no more need for this gate attraction. So goodbye, flack, uh, black fuzzy dice <laughs> and, hel <laughs> and hello Axel style. You will be good. That was almost flack buzzy. Flack buzzy, buzzy dice. <laughs> you will be missed Guinness this past weekend we had St. Patrick's Day at our bars and uh, man it was like this huge festival and for one day out of the year we had Guinness on tap and now it is gone Guinness you will be missed 
The game section is brought to you today by Sassy Mama's Sales. Want to get a blast from the past with a fine vintage item? Or maybe need a new blender or other household items? Go to eBay and search Sassy Mama's Sales located within the eBay store's page for all the greatest finds you'll want for every occasion. Sassy Mama's Sales, all one word, all your shopping in one stop. Now it is time for this episode's game, very on theme for the main subject today. But before we begin, we have a special guest who's going to be playing with us today. We've heard him mentioned several times by me on the podcast. So special, this guest. (laughs) Yes, he's very special to me, especially. (laughs) Introducing my boyfriend, Sean Putnam. Hi, Sean. Hi, babe. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yes. Now we've never had a, we've never had a, a significant other on Wait, the podcast really? before. Is this the first oh, really? time? Is this a milestone? Yeah, it's the first time because Phil and I have been single as <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> it is true. It is and very true. For though for those who are seeing, we're going to see some clips uh, potentially from this episode. You might see a spe- another special guest, Sean's cat Romy, roaming around in the back. He's well, inside uh, baseball, where Jenny and I are in the same place right now in different rooms, and uh, our yeah. our son Romy is uh, really amped up this morning. So he's been I he's in what we call demon mode. Yes, yeah, he will to let Jenny have some peace. But he that might mean now he'll be up in my lap and walking across my keyboard and all that sort of stuff. So, so he'll be, be uh, for that. <laughs> there might be a well, surprise appearance. Yes. <laughs> well, Sean, we, uh, before we go, go to Jenny's game, we have, uh, we have some questions to get to know you a little bit. Cause Phil okay. and I have never met you before this yeah. moment. And the listener certainly doesn't know you, uh, or maybe they do. I don't know. So I'll go first. If you were in the woods face to face with a bear, what family member would you want with you to fight off said bear? I guess my brother, because he, I, not that I, this would help, but you know, if you, <laughs> if it, you got to pick somebody, my brother knows karate. Is he fodder? Yeah. Is, he, is he somebody to put in front of you? Is yeah. he well, well, maybe, chill? <laughs> maybe like his karate will distract the bear. Like he'll do like a kata or whatever, and then I'll run and then be like, well, good luck, but you know how it goes. <laughs> you, you stand a better chance than I do. Yeah. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I didn't know Timmy knew karate. Yeah, he. I mean, he, he doesn't keep up on it very much, but yes, he does. Okay, so okay. so basically, you're inviting your what yellow belt brother to <laughs> to come face a bear with you. Well, to be fair, I mean, I didn't create the situation. I'm just responding to it. So. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do if you face a bear. They were all bad options, David. It was just the one who has the lightest of a chance is is being yeah. brought forth as his I don't champion. Wanna. I don't want to feed my mom to a bear. That would be that would be horrible. So. <laughs> All right, poor Timmy. God. I I suppose I shall go next, and f- forgive me, Sean, for uh, mm. morphing this question into a question that actually gets us to know a little bit more about Jenny. I apologize, but I am Whoa. absolutely I am absolutely curious. What is a failsafe to where, if for whatever reason you need to make Jenny happy? What could you provide, Sean, that would accomplish that? Uh, pictures of otters. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Yeah. It never ends. Especially it never ends. It was organic. Hands. I love Sean it. also is quite fond of otters, Sean. Yeah. Sean, it works for me yes. too, baby. You can come oh, really? here for a smooch anytime you want. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Right, I, got, 
I have a bunch of them saved in my phone for when I need them. So I can, I got the hookup. Oh my God. (laughs) I swear to God, you ever send them to Jenny, you, you send them to me as well. I don't care if we're in a group chat. I don't care what it is. You don't even need to explain why you're sending it. It's, it's, it's blessed material. I swear. It's never never bad news when you get a picture of an otter. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got one question for you, babe. I actually don't know the answer to this already, but I thought it'd be fun to ask you for the listeners to know. Uh, what is your go-to song at karaoke? Um, I don't really. Okay, so this is, I think you might have an unfair uh, perspective on this. I don't really oh. do karaoke very often, Aww. but the couple of times that I've done it, the songs that I have typically done are Jenny got to see me do my way by Frank Sinatra the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wonderful. And how and did then, you sing it? He sang it his way. I sang it like, yeah. Like Frank Sinatra basically. Yeah. Tried to do his voice. <laughs> Um, the other one, which is not nearly as good of a performance, I think, but it's just fun to do. I like to do Kiss from a Rose by Seal. From the wow. Excellent choice. Uh, <laughs> oh. I, it's not quite in my range, but uh, I like to, you know, if everybody's drunk, it doesn't matter. So. Baby. <laughs> Actually, um, I, I was doing it with a friend one time, like, because we were both at a karaoke bar and we were both kind of drunk. And so we were singing it together. And then did he you get the barriadas or did you get the barriada? I think we were trading off on those. But I remember <laughs> the thing I specifically remember about that is at the, when it gets to the part where Seal's like, my power, my pleasure, my pain, he, my friend bailed on me at that part. And I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> you left me hanging at like the best part. <laughs> Uh, excellent choices, excellent choices, because a lot of people for karaoke make a grave mistake and don't realize that half the battle for a karaoke song is that it has to be, everybody has to know it, that's like half the battle. The other half is that it just has to not be, it can't be bad, like it can't be a joke. Like you can't do as two guys, dude, my heart will go on, because that's funny for like three seconds. But then to go yeah, for the entirety rest of the yeah, song, you got song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I was I was about to disagree with you, Phil. But then you then yeah, you made a good point. Like it has to it has to be good for the whole song. Yeah, so, exactly. For sure, exactly. Unless you're gonna do a full act out, like uh, what's the word? Like Not in costume, you know? full like choreography <laughs> for that song. Maybe that yeah. then then it's acceptable. But otherwise, no. You better be the best damn air guitarist I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I better believe that there's something being strummed right there. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for answering all those awesome questions, Sean. Let's get into the game, shall we? Now, since our uh, main topic for today has been everything everywhere all at once, I thought it'd be fun to do a little multiple choice trivia game in honor of the subject. So I've put together some multiple choice questions. I will read the questions to you per question, and I will uh, I will recite the answers that I have selected that could be the potential correct answer, and it's your job to pick which one is the right one. Are you ready, Sean? I am. Um, so do we buzz in by like hitting the raise hand button? Or oh, to buzz in, just, uh, just yell your name. Oh, okay. so is it first to answer, <laughs> so it is, or do it we is all first get a answer chance? then? Oh, um, how about we, we'll switch things up? We'll um, we'll we'll have everybody answer. We'll go. Everybody down the answers. Line we'll okay, answer. that's that's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll take it okay. in turns going first, I guess. Yes, yeah. I will. I'll try best to rotate through so it's it's even, so everybody gets an equal chance. Um, so let's do this. All right. Question number one. Mo- everything, everywhere, multiple choice. 
All right. At the laundromat, what holiday is Evelyn throwing a party for? Is it A, tax day? Is it B, Chinese New Year? Is it C, first day of spring? Or is it D, Gong Gong's birthday? Philip, how about you go first? Oh, it is... Ooh, gonna go B is in buttercup. <laughs> uh, so B is in Chinese New Year? Yes, yes, ma'am. The buttercup holiday. All right, David, how about you? I am also gonna go with B, Chinese New Year. Okie dokie. And Sean? Uh, I'm gonna go with D, Gong Gong. I assume Gong Gong is the grandpa, right? Yes, he's the yeah, grandpa. I think it's. I think it's his birthday. Okay. Oh, we, we uh, don't know this. Uh, all, all three hosts have seen it. Sean, you've at least seen the film, yes? Yes, I've seen it's been okay. a while, but I have I have seen it two times. So Okay, like, just wanted to make sure yeah. before we go keep going on oh, this yeah. and then it's like don't me worry. and David have I a complete ch- unfair advantage here. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. I double checked that he had yeah, seen it. I will the movie, be, so I'll he's be basing fine. all my yeah. answers off of the Banshees of Vinny Sheridan, if that's yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would Colin Farrell answer uh, here? Yes. <laughs> all right, well, Jenny the donkey. What was it? What was the donkey's name? I think Jenny. Is, uh, wasn't uh, wasn't it, Jenny? it Jenny? Wait, is it really? I still haven't I think, seen Banshees, so. I think it yeah. is, and and that's going to be a compliment, Jenny. That is not. Oh, oh David's not going to be a star Jack of the film. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll have to see the movie to see yeah, what the yes. how she plays the story. Oh, yes. yay! That makes me happy to hear. All right, so the correct answer is Chinese New Year. Both yeah. Philip and David get the point. I had to throw um, yeah. Sean off because yeah. I was like, ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that, yeah. Phil. I saw that. Oh, goodness. What was sure. it again? Yeah. You can't see sure when you guess, so it'll throw everyone else's guesses out. <laughs> I'm going to go with the stone right. cold lock of B rather. All right. Anyways. All right. Question two. What outfit and animal combination did Jobu Tupaki have with her when she stepped oh, out right. of the elevator in the IRS building? Is it A? sweatshirt and a pet dog c oh excuse me b rainbow teddy bear outfit with a pet parrot c an elvis outfit and with a pet pig or d a golfing outfit and a pet raccoon how about david you go first now this is genuine like i'm not sure exactly what it was <laughs> right right a couple of those do sound familiar but, so yeah very good like job. Very good I, I was very tempted by a but i think i'm gonna go with no sorry i was tempted by b and i'm gonna go with c i'm gonna go with c with c was the elvis elvis outfit was... and a pet pig yes that's the one mm-hmm. okay how about sean what's your uh, answer i will go with that as well i think elvis outfit and pet pig okay philip I, too, vote Elvis for Austin Butler. I mean, yes, the pig. (laughs) All right. Well, all three of you are correct. It was a unanimous win for that one. Um, When she steps out of the elevator in the IRS building as Evelyn and Waymond are getting arrested, she is wearing an Elvis outfit, Las Vegas style, with a pink wig, and she has a pet pig on a leash because she is chaotic. Okay, so this next one, it's kind of a fill in the blank. So I'm going to give you, I'll read the sentence first, and then I will give you the options of what could be potentially in that missing portion of the sentence. Um, So this is something that Evelyn says to Waymond in the janitor's closet. Um, She says, very busy today, no time to blank blank. So the options we have are A, no time to help you, B, no time to save you, 
C, no time to go now, or D, no time to listen more. I'll read them again one more time. So she says, as the quote is, very busy today, no time to blank blank. Option A, help you. B, save you. C, go now. D, listen more. Sean, do you want to go first? Um, sure. This is a this is a hard uh, multiple choice game. I feel like <laughs> I'm. Listen, testing I couldn't it. make them all easy. Okay, <laughs> I had to I have a little like, bit of level of difficulty yeah. here. Yeah, especially since Phil and I both watched I feel this like I'm recently. To get like a bachelor's degree in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm gonna go with no time to no time to help you is my okay. guess. I think that was a. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Philip. I too must state the obvious that this is actually legitimate in my consternation. Mm. I ended up on A as well, but mm-hmm. it's not a stone cold lock for me. I I, I do have okay. some some uh, worry. Should I return to you to double check and to lock in your answer? No, no, no. It's locked. It's locked, but it's not a. Okay. It's, it's not a guaranteed in my mind. Okay. All right, David. Um, I. I I do I like I was again tempted by listen more whatever it was, mm-hmm. but uh, a help you, I'm pretty sure is the right answer. Okay, and well I try that to make that a difficult one, but you guys all got it right. <laughs> so it's very busy today. No time to help you. And she this is again this is her in the janitor's closet trying to get away from Wayman because she's very focused on the uh, getting, getting IRS meeting. Paid. Yes, yes, okay. right. <laughs> Um, all right. So this one, I tried again, this next question, I tried to uh, make it more difficult. So, um, what is the very first jumping pad that we get to see in the film? The very first one, is it a eating chapstick B declaring your love to someone C wearing your shoes on the wrong feet or D juggling while singing Ave Maria? Philip, we're back at your first in the rotation once again. What's your answer? Right. Uh, and with the current scores, uh, me and David tied at three with Sean, right nipping mm-hmm. at our heels there at two. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with. I'll be real. It's close. Um, I will go with A. A eating chapstick. David, what say you? Uh, I'm going to differ from Phil. One of oh. us is going to take the lead here, or potentially not, um, but maybe. Uh, shoes on the wrong feet. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with eating chapstick. I have a I, I have a pretty high level of confidence that answer. <laughs> okay, well I appreciate your confidence, Sean, but David is the winner in this Aww. question. Yeah. It, it I is, knew it. It's wearing your shoes on the wrong feet. Now, it's not at this point, it's not very clear to us because we are we as the audience are still trying to understand what's happening. But the very first jumping pad that we see in the movie is uh, Evelyn switching her shoes to be on the wrong feet. This is her jumping pad so she can jump into the janitor's closet universe. Oh, all okay. Right. So uh, eating chapstick is when Wayman like, beats up all the security guards. Yes. At that point, it's a, it's a very clear moment in the movie, so it's very easy to remember. But yes, okay. we're still trying to figure out what's going on, so wearing your shoes is the actual real one. Um, so, final one, final question. Excuse me. And David um, will dir- lead us right now. It needs- is four to three to two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David yeah. is currently right. in the lead. The, the final question is: 
The directors of the film are known as the Daniels. What are their last names? <laughs> <laughs> it is A, is it A, Daniel Schneider and Daniel Quang? B, Daniel Hong and Daniel Bernstein? C, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert? Or D, Daniel Boone and Daniel Kim? David goes first on this one. <laughs> yes, yeah. go ahead. Oh, very, uh, there you go. Go ahead, David. It's C. It's C? All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm leaning towards A, but I'm going to go with C. Okay. So, since David's doing so well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Philip, uh, what say you? You can't beat him, join him. Yeah, game strategy would demand that I go elsewhere. However, knowing the answer, I must too go with C. It is a so-called <laughs> guarantee. Uh, C is the way to go. Okay, well, you're all correct. It's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Yeah, da- Wasn't Daniel Boone the guy who, like, he, like, <laughs> tra- like trekked through the, the Al- Appalachian Mountains or something? Yeah, I tried. I thought it'd be fun for one of the options to pick well-known Daniel names. So Daniel yeah. Boone and Daniel Kim. Um, yeah. I did try to, yeah, exactly. I almost put Daniel Day Lewis, but that would have been too obvious. Right. Um, all right. Well, David, you are currently the winner of this game. Congratulations. Now, um, do you guys for fun want to try the tiebreaker? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Here we go. <laughs> so, how many universes in this movie can oh. you name in seven seconds? I've got a list here. Um, and I'll set a timer. Actually, you know, yeah, let's do seven seconds. Name? They all have names? Well, well just, just like, describe. there's not okay. like official names, but okay, if you okay, try okay. to describe as many as possible. In how many it? seconds? Seven. <laughs> Jesus. Do you want me to increase the time? I don't no, know. No, I think that's fine. I think oh, that's seven fine. Seconds. Do the others short? take off their headphones? Um, yes, actually, please, uh, go yeah, ahead. Who be. would like to go first? There is no, Dave, uh, David, have, since you won, why don't you all right, go Since first? I won, I'll go okay. first. Okay. Sean and Philip, please remove right. your headphones. All right. All right. I've got the timer ready to go right here. All right. <clears throat> go. Uh, the sausage fingers, there's the alpha verse. Then there's the, when she's a movie star. Uh, and then there's uh, the one where she's a, a chef, a sushi chef or whatever. The, yep. Okay, yep. that's four. You got it. That's it's four. in the timer. You got four. All right. Thank you, David. Let's do... I'll have Sean go next. I probably right, should have given you more time, but at this point... Hey, no, sort of, I think it works. There's a clear winner, so I'm not really as stressed to, to make it more like... Anyway. Um, all right, Sean, are you ready? Okay. Go. Um, she's a movie star, uh, the rocks with the googly eyes, uh, hot dog fingers, Rakakuni, um, um, uh, uh, base like universe oh, with all the resistance that. starts. That one doesn't uh, count. That doesn't count. You also got oh, four. Okay. <laughs> at seven seconds. All right, that's all a tie right. with the tiebreaker. <laughs> all right, Philip. Come on, Philip. Philip. Bloop, 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 bloop. That very easily could have been the sauce, you know, whatever the hot dog fingers. I was summoning you with my hot dog fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, you ready? When you're ready. Yeah. Go. Hot dog, raccoonie, artistic rocks, uh, pinky fingers. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Cease. Everybody tied at four. I think it was. What did a, you say? What did you say before fingers? rocks? 
artistic one. Art, the one artistic? Where, yeah, you know when she's going through the different phases and they sh- they show any of the editing things where she's like in a 2D world and it's like night. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yes, the animated universe. Yeah. Okay, we all tied at four, so I'm glad it didn't go to the tiebreaker. It tie was breaker. a tie of a tiebreaker. It was a tie. Um, what tie the, what's the pinky universe? Oh, where she has like a super strong, like a bicep on her pinky. Oh yeah, all right, I remember that now. I didn't have that one on my list actually. There's so this is the list that I had for a potential reference: Hot Dog Fingers Universe, Rock Universe, Pinata Universe, Rakakuni Universe, Karate Universe, Alpha Universe, Pizza Spinning Universe, Opera Singer Universe, Ah, uh, Maid Universe, and the Animated Universe. So. And oh, our universe, surely. There's the yeah, the laundromat yeah. universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that would have worked too. I didn't think of that one. All right. Well, well, that was awesome. Thanks so much for playing, <laughs> David. Congratulations, you have won this game. Sean, well thank you so much for joining us thank on this multiple choice fantastic realness. I lost my train of thought. Thank you, babe. I love you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. And with that win, David ties it up. With a win of peace between me and him. Bring it on, buddy. All right, we've headed into one of my personal favorite segments, That Slaps, where we each bring in something to share from our week that really just made us excited, had us inspirational, just made us just fully enjoy. So my selection for once is a movie. I keep bringing in music, but I finally have a film. It's a horror film. (laughs) This is a film from 2014 called Starry Eyes. So let me just do a brief synopsis. Is this about a hopeful young starlet that uncovers the ominous origins of the Hollywood elite and enters into a deadly agreement in exchange for fame and fortune. Now, the acting in this movie, sublime. I enjoyed every single second of the lead actress's performance and the horror elements of this. I wasn't sure about it at first because it took a long time to get into that portion of the movie. But once it started, it was great. Everything was super practical. Very violent, actually. So if demonic horror is not your cup of tea, you probably should skip this one. But if you don't mind it, would highly recommend it. It's worth a watch. Starry Eyes, that movie slaps. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a song, and it's also a little bit of a throwback. Um, I, I've been recently, I, I'm creating a pay, pl- a playlist. What is with me today? A playlist. Playlist. I don't know, man. Join the flack buzzy. Socks. <laughs> <laughs> what is, it's like a, it's a disease. I don't know. We're all infected. <laughs> I am making a playlist called millennial youth nostalgia. Ooh. And it's all like Ooh. punk pop rock from the early two thousands. Oh. And fallout boy. Yeah, oh, yes. song, this ain't a scene. It's an arms race. Slaps. Whoa. That song slaps. Yeah. So does, I know it's not a, a recent song. Probably you've heard it before. Maybe. I don't know if you haven't or if you have. I don't care. Go check it out. That song slaps. Yes, it does. Guys, I have a movie to add to our list. Ooh, it's two taken movies. over. Yes, it's taken over a year to get this one on here. But I'll be damned if we're not going to be having it on the list. Guys, how could we have a whole damn episode about a review about this film? My favorite film of the year, possibly my favorite film of the decade. 
I've already added it, haven't I? You've it's just already been slapped. Okay, you slapped this like a year Can ago. Can I double slap that baby? No. There's no double, double slaps. Sl- there's no double slapping. I want to double slap everything. I remember everywhere. when I want to double I, slap everything <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> when I hosted. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. Yeah, great. When uh, I hosted with David Sampson when you were on vacation, Philip, yeah. he tried to say that uh, the movie Will Smith's movie that that's the, from last year uh, yeah. that won that he won best actor for. He tried to do a whole joke about how it slaps. Yeah, and he thought he was so clever, and I was like, "Sorry, buddy, I already said that that slaps a couple weeks ago." So you got to pick something different. On this topic, I believe when I say I actually own a cutout of Will Smith that has his arm folded so you can <laughs> slap people with it. I had that with me when I was watching the Oscars, and I was slapping there every time somebody won just for fun. So, anyway, right. I'll, I'll I'll do a show until next week. You guys will see it. Fantastic. All right, guys, if I can't do that one, then let me just add a quick one. It'll be a game. It's a game where uh, online that I just bought. It's called Godlike Burger. It's where oh. you uh, cook up burgers. You take orders from everybody. The, the twist, the key, and why it's so fun is that you then turn the customers into the meat for the burger. Hello, Ugh. Mrs. Lovett. Hello, Mrs. Lovett. We love it. Is this it. the first time a game has been on that slaps? No, Second it's no. not. In fact, if I, in fact, the last time was when I told David Sampson he had to pick something different, and he picked a game. Oh, so fun. That's, nice. It's a like trend minds, now. Yeah, like minds think alike. Woo-woo. It has been an expansive and ambitious episode, but we have done it. We have accomplished. We have nearly climbed that Mount Everest. However... There is one last little slide to get get down an endeavor. Yes, thank you to Jake Corlang and Cassin Crossland for the music you hear on the show. We appreciate you guys. Thanks to Ryan Ardell. And thanks to Josh Hans for all the audio bits that you've heard throughout the show. And thank you to you, the listener. Yes, you listening right now. We appreciate you listening, giving us your patronage for listening each and every week. And even if you haven't listened to our past episodes in the past, go ahead. Give them a listen. They're timeless, each and every one of them. Go ahead and give them a listen. We enjoy them. We hope you enjoy them. There's more than a hundred now back there to go back and listen to you, lucky duck you. So please do listen to them anywhere that you find your podcasts, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, even Google Podcasts, anywhere you find all of your favorite podcasts, except for Pandora. You know why? Because screw you, Pandora. All right, Evelyn, you have to make another jump to a nearby universe. What you got to do is you got to let the bear eat you. <laughs> <laughs>